Hello and welcome back to Talking Wednesday. This time it's episode 19 and I hope this episode, as always, finds you well. I am Dexterity Buck, joined by Punk Chef 41 and today it is the awards episode. We are going to do our normal show, um, going through the news and then we're going to do the awards. You know what, Punk? One day we'll get to do just one of these standalone shows without still having to do pretty much a normal show before it because of the news. Yeah, be nice, won't it? Yeah, it will. It'll be great. And, you know, we could actually record them and then not have to worry about dating it or anything like this. Um, it is uh, my birthday this coming week. It'll already be my birthday by the time you've seen this. So if we seem a bit dated on some of the stuff, it'll be because we're not recording it right up until the podcast, we're recording it a little bit in advance so I can basically not have to think about anything. You while... can get hammered. I can enjoy myself for a little while, basically. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, nice. It's been non-stop and non-stop fun on this podcast thank you for helping us hit over 100k plays recently um it's actually actually since that we even posted that it's gone up it's rapidly growing so thank you so much um the biggest thing we're happy with is it's it's around actually over 1500 people that listen to the whole podcast all the way through now which is it shows that people are enjoying it don't it yeah, and, and I'll be honest, the support for, from you guys since the, the, the those couple of episodes has been brilliant. The reaction to the community special, it's been really good. It was I've great also to noticed you're putting the Twitter following up as well. Yes, thank you. Please still keep doing that. And I also noticed that I put a dodgy link in the uh, YouTube thing because it's such a, a low follow Twitter account, the account that the link dies after a couple of weeks. So it's not a copy and paste job. It's it's at Talking Wed, or if you can't use the link in the description, but the link should work. I'll try and keep refreshing it, put a new link in every week so you can go straight to the Talking Word Twitter. Help us build it up. It's actually been really good to talk to people on the Talking Word Twitter because before it was like shouting into the void, like, hello. But now people are actually uh, interacting with us on there, which is brilliant. Another bit, quick bit of housekeeping. Um, the, uh, the email dialogue system's going off. So subscribers, there's a community tab post. If you want to be involved in the stuff that we've got planned, you know, down the line and we want to talk to select people, it's a little bit more of an expanse on the community tab. Yeah. Um, go check the community tab out on YouTube and get your emails across to us, and then we can we can make sure that people are on a sort of a, a a mailing list. But we are going to be very selective with what we do going forward for the bigger stuff to try and keep t- some stuff as a surprise and things like that. And can I say a big thank you again for the people who were on last week? That episode was really good to have fans on at the show with the club and have it as a community based podcast. Which we're that was for. really fun. It was good yeah. fun to do, and the great people. It wasn't so fun to edit, but it was really. No, fun. I can imagine it wasn't. Because <laughs> we, uh, we had obviously the way we did it, we couldn't, we couldn't say to all these guests. I mean, they probably would have done, but I didn't want anything to like mess up and not be the case. I couldn't go send me all your audio and all your video like me and Punk do, and I'll edit all in. So I had to just basically make sure I brought all their stuff in but that meant i also had to edit out every time me and punk spoke for over an hour which was uh which was fun what Dex didn't when... know that halfway through that my imac froze and i was panicking because i was like no don't do this to me well no i've been i've been uh how's your week been anyway mate uh up and down i've had my second covid jab so i got hit with the after effect of that but i'm fully 5g'd up technically 10g because my phone's on 5g so uh nice. but everything cool what's your week been like uh, all right mate yeah again it's uh one of those uh, up until the run-up to that from the community episode it was a decent week but i'm sure i'll have had a decent week for my birthday hopefully uh we'll yeah. see what will have happened i'm um, doing very similar because it's my wife's birthday on the monday 
Oh, nice. So, so we're, do, little... we're going drinking as well. That's, I'm oh. not going drinking, to be fair, because I'm waiting for my second jab. My uh, practice was a little bit uh, rammed when everybody tried to get their first job. So I kept clicking the link and they were like, no appointments available. And I was like, for the love of God, I want to sit in a beer garden, please. You, uh, sir, are denied. Yeah, no, but I've got it sorted. I should be all right by uh, uh, the sort of like late May. So I should be sorted, uh, well, in terms of getting it, but I'm not actually immune till till June, which is which yeah. is which is fun. But we're we're getting there. There's light at the end of the tunnel now. I can eventually uh, leave my house a little bit more and I'm go. Hoping and, uh, you can do some gigs at some point for you. Everybody, own sake. everybody can lick each other again. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> um, oh, that image. <laughs> so. Yeah, what, one last piece of housekeeping, the reviews. We say if you leave us a five-star review and uh, you leave some words with it, we'll read it out. We've actually had a couple, but only one was written on Apple Podcasts this week, and that is from MJZ87, and the title of it is Sign Em Up. This is a great balance of pure fan passion and informed debate and discussion. If you're a Wednesday fan, this is a worthy listen. There's a personality and a purpose to be found here. The lads take an inclusive, wise approach to what they say, avoiding biases and bleating that can bring down the enjoyment of the sport in some forums. It's been a season of sporting disappointments, but it's the kind of community that shows we're all Wednesday. I love that. I appreciate That's it. That's brilliant. It's all about the community. As the last episode showed, please keep those reviews coming. Help us build it out on the um, audio services because this is our first ever audio endeavor. I've been video-based all the time, but we are making it audio as well. But yeah, we've got quite a bit of news to go through. So there's going to be a part where... At the time of recording this, the retain list isn't out. But by the time the podcast goes up, the retain list will be there. Yes. So I'll cut towards the end of sort of transfer talk and we'll talk about the retain list. It'll probably just be me going, what are we doing? Why have we released everyone and sold <laughs> Barry Bannon to Plymouth? But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what actually happens Random. in terms of that. Okay. Breaking in to the podcast with breaking news. Ah, I couldn't even get a birthday, could I? Couldn't. Nope. It's actually literally my birthday the day of recording this. <laughs> Many um, happy returns to him, but the Sheffield yeah. Wednesday Football Club will not let him have a break. No, and the passion for the club obviously means that I don't mind. Well, I do mind, but I'm going to cut in and do this just so we're not... Because the breakouts are going to be a little bit late, but some people like their news whenever they'll wait to hear us talk. Yeah. But with this sort of stuff, yes, we'll talk about it more on next week's podcast. But I wanted to mention a couple of things that have happened. It, stuff on their own, I could, I was like, oh, they can wait for a week yeah. and we'll we'll pick them up. But the fact that like three or four things have happened, it's like, right, okay, we've got to talk about them. Uh, won't go into the length of detail. Obviously, look at that. There's still a lengthy podcast after this mm. with an awards segment. I've even done awards graphics and things oh. like that. It's going to be a fancy one. It was all done, but here we go. <laughs> so, um, Sheffield Wednesday. On May 20th, in the afternoon, have appointed a CEO, a COO. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I nearly did it there. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, we were saying it's not a CEO, it's a chief operating officer. Uh, officer. Yeah. Not, um, you know, executive officer that does all the. We'll just read the statement. So, yeah. from the club website, Owls announced key appointment. Sheffield Wednesday are pleased to announce Liam Dooley as Chief Operating Officer, as his role begins with immediate effect. Liam will oversee the operational structure of the club, incorporating retail, ticketing, hospitality and catering, together with assisting other areas of the club where required. He will identify and build revenue generation at Hillsborough, 
calling on a broad range of experience in the corporate business community on a national and international scale. Owls chairman Deshvan Chansiri said, quote, The club will always evolve on the business side and Liam will bring experience, knowledge and dedication to this role. I would like to uh, welcome Liam to the position of Chief Operating Officer and wish him every success. End quote. I'll tell you what, I read that badly, but it's not bad since it's now, the first time I really spoke today. They promoted <laughs> within. Yes. Liam, the had, Liam had been here since 2019 in May, where under that thing he'd done Elevate Energy Drinks and Sheffield went the commu- commercial director. Now, if you look at it as experience doing the whole LinkedIn thing, he was head of international sales at Piper Crisps. He was yeah. senior national account manager for a company in Dubai, who part of PepsiCo. Yeah, so he, worked, he, he worked at he Pepsi. Does, he does know the area he's going into. It, it's more food-related, but it's nice to see we're going down a line of actually getting someone in to try and sort this stuff out. Yeah, well, a big part of it is he's working in hospitality catering, obviously, and then the retail side of it. It kind of all links in. There are different departments, but you, you obviously pull. It's the operational structure he's, mm. bring, he's brought in. So when we've been saying we want somebody to sort of take the reins from Chancery a little bit, let somebody deal with that side of it that can maybe connect with the fans and be here more often, that's a good side of it. What we will say, though, this doesn't look like it's the CEO that we want No, as well. This is the thing. I know people are saying, Chancery is listening, don't get me wrong. Uh, Artie's definitely, I've yeah. got to say that, Artie's yeah. definitely listening. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't know, we uh, we made a little bit of a joke breakout with the Athletic article last week um, that said, um, <laughs> you know, the teenage CEO as yeah. appointment at Sheffield Wednesday, sort of like, is this going to be the thing? Is Artie going to be the CEO? And jokingly, and he commented on the video going not true, true. which I've got to say was like Fair a play. really good sport. Fair play thing from him. Um, obviously the seat's always welcome if he wants to discuss Wednesday. We're not, we're ne- we'd never pile on anybody or ask them no. difficult questions. Um, but it's, uh, I just wanted to say, I thought that was, I thought that was quite funny. And kind in good, of made in my good... week actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I will say as well, I don't think he was denying the athletic article or that. I think he was sort of like, cause we phrased the question as, is Atty going to yeah. be the new CEO? I think that's we, what we he did was put it as a joke. To. Yeah, we did. And, uh, it's, it is nice to know that stuff like that does reach people connected to the club. You know, mm. Talking Wednesdays, is there some, if, if uh, Sheffield Wednesday ever want uh, to give us a box to do Talking Wednesday <laughs> in or get us involved with the club, yeah, we're, we're all, we're all, uh, we're all ears. So do, yep. do feel free to give us an email. But we just wanted to point that out now because that wasn't going to get mentioned until next week. So it's actually good that we've had that break, mm. this, uh, this, this break in topic there. That was interesting. Uh, but yeah, the CEO person would be the sort of like, if you've watched your football documentaries and you want to know how our CEO works in football, watch the Sunderland one, watch yeah. like even Daniel Levy, even though he owns, he's got, he's got obviously he got investors yeah. and stuff. He, he basically what he does is the CEO deals with all the transfers, deals with all of that, you know? Um, and in Sunderland, they appointed a CEO to do just that, that didn't own the club. He ran the club. It's a step in the right direction that, like you said, he's listening. Especially yeah. on the whole thing, the structure of the club where it says ticketing, hospitality and catering. Ticketing's bring, a big thing at the minute. Hopefully, this will now bring the ticket sales down and actually look at what we are as a fan base instead of what he wants us to be as a fan base. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you've got to look at where we're not... Sheffield in itself isn't a very... How do I put this? 
it's not got a lot of wealth in terms of jobs. It's very working class. Well, yeah, it's so, always been a working class so, city. It's been the so steel when, industry, so it, when so. you're putting tickets ridiculously high, it's going to affect who comes in. I think I think what Liam can really do here is remember that it's even though it's the TV money has brought it to 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 more of a middle class and upper uh, you know that sort of sport. It's football has grown on the back of working working class, and you can't you can't miss. I hate class anyway. I think class is one of the biggest one of the biggest sort of. Uh, I'm not going to go down that route, but uh, <laughs> it's yeah. like I think like it. If you think in terms of incomes, it's one of those where. Football should be accessible for everybody, and that's the whole point. I think if Liam goes with that focus, making sure Sheffield Wednesday is accessible for everybody, you know. Yeah. Um, and I know the media team are trying to do outreaches and things like that with certain, you know, like um, vulnerable fans and things like that. And I think that's a gr- and that good there's great sides of it coming through. Yeah, it's great to see that side of the club coming into it. But I do think this is a way. There is those people that obviously um, quite quiet people that just support the club and go every week, and they don't really. They don't really interact with a lot of stuff, and we've seen a few of them speaking to us recently, which has been which has been amazing. And those are the people that are going to get priced out. You know, they just do they just do sort of normal minimum wage job and spend all the, spend a lot of their wage going to the matches. And Sheffield Wednesday is what life is to them for for, for their weekend. You know, it's their weekend. Mm, um, and I and it's got to be the club's got to be accessible to those people because they are your, they are your core fans. They are well, the like, diehard fans. Well, it's like when we cut out stupidly, when we cut out Radio Sheffield, you left an entire lot that weren't able to listen to the game, i.e. the elderly, yeah. who won't go on iFollow. And that was mm. one of those decisions where you look back again, that was a bit short-sighted. Yeah, and I'm glad that they got it back and I'm glad they, they, they did cave on that one because... Um, I think it would be good for the club to keep Radio Sheffield on things like that. I do think we should look. I do think one thing that come out of this season, and I would like us to do it here because I reckon you make a lot of money from Wednesday fans abroad and things like that. Is is expanding the iFollow options mm. for the club? Because I know for a fact I would watch every single away game. Yeah, that obviously the ones that uh, I couldn't get to. There's a home match I couldn't go to because there's a lot of times with with my industry where I end up working to a point where I'm like, I don't know if I can make the match and it's sort of like cutting it fine. So your weekends if, are where you you're normally really busy. Yeah, exactly. Well I'm actually really busy Monday to Friday, but <laughs> weekends as well. It's a case of like it depends on what time of year it is, but usually in season I'm busy all week and then my weekends are a point where I'm like I've got to do everything that I didn't get to mm. do in the week because I've I've been working. You know, um and it's a case of like if that's a thing with the podcast, with all of that, with the YouTube stuff, if I, if I could some days just go, do you know what? I can't get to Hillsborough, but I can watch it. Yeah, that would be amazing because I love going to Hillsborough. And there's these, I am telling you now, it is not going to change the amount of times I go to Hillsborough because I like being there and yeah. I like going to the football. But if we get some sort of accessible way for fans to watch, that's where football's going anyway. Why don't we get ahead of it and do something internally? I think that's something do, that we do can look a, at. Do a lead. I hate saying it, but they've got lead TV. You've already got the people who are already bringing in like their own like TV production companies in-house. Just just watch all the... Yeah, um, and we'll help you with that if you really want it. <laughs> uh, but like, um, yeah, just always pimping it out. Just trying to get... But yeah, um, we'll... Uh, We'll see how the COO, COO appointment goes. I think it's a good step forward. Yeah. Hopefully we keep doing this. Also, um, at the end of this clip, before we go into the normal news, 
I might be talking about the retain list. I'm hoping I can talk and read the retain list. The retain list is something we are going to go into detail next <laughs> week on the podcast. Um, but before that, before it all comes to that, let's talk about Jordan Rhodes, who is currently apparently having a medical at Huddersfield. My so, thing on it is just good luck to him. It's just not worked out. Out you find your feet. So, uh, yeah, how, how do you actually feel on the Jordan Rose departure? Will it be a good um, move for Huddersfield? Is it a loss for us? It's a good move for Huddersfield. I think it's a good move for Jordan. Uh, for us, it's just not worked. We should have cast in on when Norrie wanted to buy him for a million or 1.2 or what it was, because then we could have sorted out the whole balance in the books. Yes, it will be selling to a championship rival, but at the same time, it's just not worked out for him. And... As much as we all wanted to it, that football, sometimes players come and it don't work out. The only problem is most clubs, when they find out a player just doesn't work for that system or doesn't work with that team, sell. We haven't done that, so we've lost money. A lot of money. It's our record transfer, um, which is the issue. We obviously did the community special where some fans still believe that Rhodes has got it in his locker and I do think it is going to be 31 by the time he starts playing for Huddersfield um it's still it's still one of those ages that he could kick on and do something mm. watch him become prime prime Rhodes again because if he gets the right so it just depends on him if, getting the right service but, if he does he does done it it's to our yeah. detriment I will say they're still probably going to be paying like 30 35k for him because mm. I reckon I think he was on around 40 45 allegedly here so if even if he takes a pay cut, he's still going to be they're still going to be spending a, a a couple of million a year on him. Um, so best of luck with that Huddersfield. Do you think it's a good move for Huddersfield? I don't know. I think it it, it feels like a bit of a weird one for that because the only reason I can see it is that he's already a club legend, knows it already, so he's not got any expectations. Mm. You know what I mean? It's an easy move for them and an easy sell to sell to the fans. Yeah, but the thing is, as I said, I've uh, I've got extended family in that that are uh, fr- from Huddersfield and and that likes, and I've been talking to them about Rhodes, and they've got a lot. It's more of a it's more of a nostalgic signing for them. That's why they're sort. Of, but if you actually thought you'd take a player that's played for Wednesday, and has only scored eighteen goals in over a hundred appearances, he didn't really score that many at night since two thousand. Yeah, since two thousand and seven, he scored three. Yeah. Oh no, he didn't. Um. He scored six on loan at Norwich. He did well at Norwich, so it can work. Mm. He scored six in 36 at Norwich. Um, Wait, for win- us... It's the winner situation all over again, isn't it? We loaned Winnell to Derby, got into a team that knew how to play him, did well. Yeah. Ironically, two players who came at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, when Huddersfield had him originally from 2009 to 2012, he played 124 times and got 73 goals. Yeah. That was Jordan Rhodes. That you know, was crime, Jordan. Black, Blackburn Rovers, 2012 to 2016, 159, 83 goals. He should have never really gone to middle. Yeah. Middlesbrough, six in 24. But it's his ratio with us in his, in his loan to us, because he loaned for the first year, didn't he? When oh, he came yeah, to he us did, and he was he? Yeah, he played 18 times that first year and scored three goals. But then we bought him and he played a further 83 times and scored 15 goals. And when he went to Norwich, he would play 36 and obviously scored six. He is not the player he was, but he could. He still got it in his locker. We saw it on the last day of the season against Derby. He still got the commitment. He puts his body on the line. He doesn't mind fighting for things. 
He's a very nice bloke as well. Yeah, and that's that. He's a good player to have around your club. He's he just go, an expensive he goes, player to goes, have for a nice bloke around the club. He goes to a local barber around near I am. All right, he's got a good relationship with the barber here, and he basically said during one of the times he sat in the chair, he basically went, "If you went, where would you want to go?" Because they were, he was already been thinking about it anyway, and he was kind of his kind of thing was, "Well, it'll be Huddersfield. It's close. I don't have to move." Yeah, it's a fam- it makes- I think I think it's a family thing as well. If you don't have to root your kids, who already settled. What's the point? It may it makes sense. I yeah. think it'll be a good. I think it'll be a good signing for Huddersfield fans. But yeah, Huddersfield fans, uh, let us know how you feel about Jordan Rhodes returning. Um, it's probably confirmed by the time this is out. Yep. I don't. I don't. I don't wish him any bad uh, bad vibes or anything like that. I think it's a case of um, good luck to him. We we, o- we overspent on him, and I that we've got to say. And I know a lot of Wednesday fans would be like, what a waste sort of thing. Yeah, but that was our doing. That was our mistake as a club. We uh, we shouldn't have overspent for him and we should have sold him when we had the chance. The annoying thing is, though, we did only get offered like two, two three million for yeah. him, didn't we, at the time? And I think we'd snap your hand off for two, three million now. But uh, no, it didn't work out with Jordan Rose, but I think he'll do all right at Huddersfield. Uh, a player we are linked with. Um, we're going to go into this one. Um, I just sound like a proper scouser. Um, uh, we will uh, go into this more in depth, and it it possibly will develop by next week. But we're looking at uh, James at Rovers, aren't we? Doncaster yes. Rovers. Reece James, who's um, a free agent. So there's the link with more there. Is he fullback? Yes, he is. So yeah, we uh, we aren't going to do the full. We wanted to say that yes, we are on it. We are going to do it, but we obviously like to make sure we've done our research on it and stuff like that. But I thought we'd mention it on this podcast. Go into it if it develops. Very highly week. rated by more. More will try and put the boat out for him because he already knows him. Um, very attacking as well. Excellent. Cool. Um, and one last thing. Later on, uh, I think we can say this now. You can ask me to cut it out if I can't, Jake. Um, but like, we um speak a little bit about Irigidi here. Yeah, you can say it later. Le- yeah, later in the podcast, sort of like. Oh, what will tempt him to stay? So that was basically our really clever way of going, we'd heard that he's willing to stay um, because a lot of the offers that have come in for him have been sort of under 23s. And that's exactly what I've seen on Twitter today as of May 20th. So if it's out there, we can talk about it. We'd heard it from a couple of people that said that like, oh yeah. um, One of the things is, is that he wanted a lot of the places that are looking and want to shove him back in the under 23s. So championship, premiership. The only way I see him going back back into the under-23s with a club, if it's, it's a club in Europe, Champions League, knows he can might then progress from that, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But if we offer him 13 football and he's happy, this will be the signing of our entire thing because we've got someone who wants to play for the club. The fact that we're not hearing it, he's going straight away, it sounds like he's willing to sit down and have talks. Yeah, and that's what we're saying. We are saying that like if, uh, if you are one of our sources, right, we literally wait. I think I think it was Joe Cran that reported on it, and then underneath it, I saw people saying exactly what we'd heard. Um, so we we don't even if we could get sort of a scoop on something, we'd never we'd never um, put any source in jeopardy or anything like that. So if you're coming out and tell us something in confidence, it helps us inform our topics, and we do talk to you about what we can actually say. But we uh, we just thought we'd mention that because later on we do, you do see us dance around it, but. Uh, we did want to. We did want to bring that up because it looks. We don't know what's going to happen with the retain list. Still, we will right after this clip. I'm sure. But uh, 
we oh, uh, God, it's gonna happen, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna film this, and then I'm gonna have to like film. It, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be one of those podcasts. But the awards section in this, it's a lot of fun. So stick around for it. Yeah. Thank and you. Uh, and the next episode, I will be wearing my tinfoil hat. Definitely, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be an interesting one. But yes, back into the main show. And of course, like clockwork, as expected, Sheffield Wednesday released the retain list literally less than an hour after we've recorded this section and I've edited it in and just finished everything and bang, retain list. So I've reacted to this on my YouTube channel. Punk's also done it. So if you want to go over there, Dexterity Box Punk Chef 41, check that out if you're a podcast listener. That is our full reaction to it. However, for the podcast's sake, Juice Van Aken, Kadeem Harris, Elias Kachunga, Tom Lees, Matt Penny, Moses Adebayo, Joey Pelopesi, Adam Reach, Jordan Rhodes, and Kieran Westwood will each be released upon the expiry of their current contracts. The club have activated a one-year extension to retain Kieran Brennan, Alex Hunt, and Sam Hutchinson. Irigidi has been offered a new contract, while Liam Shaw declined to offer a new contract offer. As previously communicated, he signed an agreement with Celtic. Lone players Izzy Brown and Jack Marriott have returned to their parent clubs. Now, that is the club statement. Straight from the website, disappointed in Westwood, uh, not in him himself, in uh, the not the lack of retention for Westwood. I'd like to see him get a deal. I'm worried about our goalkeeper situation. And uh, Adebayo didn't really feature much for us. We're going to go into it in depth, and I've gone into it in depth in my video on the YouTube channel. So check that out if you want our thoughts. But it's a little bit worrying in terms of the obviously we don't have much depth now but it also says that maybe we're on for a rebuild this summer and i'm hopeful that it's the latter and it's going to be a hell of a rebuild we need a goalkeeper for sure start there darren moore and work your way up going into the news this week we're going to start with something that we've been talking about for weeks even though it seemed yes. like people weren't we're, we're surprised by it we've we've been talking about this for about three months we said he's actually gone there's already mm. talks with him to go Juice Van Aken has left Sheffield Wednesday. Um, it's he, he posted it on his Instagram page. He's signing things like that. He'd already yep. signed a pre-contract ready for the end of his contract. We said he wanted to move closer to home. You said he wanted to move back home. He's not moved back home. He's moved Bel to Belgium, yeah, which is yeah, next Belgium to Netherlands. Netherlands it's yeah, next to them. He can so get the train through the Yeah, border, he's on the same landmass now. Yes. So yeah, he's moved back close to home. He's gone to Zult Wersham. I think that's how you say that. I'm probably Glad wrong. you tried it. But um, yeah, now we went through 200 centre-backs to get to that. We picked Juice Van Aken and he's gone on a free. Yeah. <laughs> Three million pounds well spent. But I do think he had a lot of promise. I think he never recovered with the fan base from the United game. No, we before didn't. Before two. Um, a lot of people decided that they weren't ever going to like that man ever again after that. And that's understandable. You don't. But I thought he was a good ball-playing defender. I thought mm. he uh, he had potential there. I don't think he was championship standard at the point, but I think he could have got there. What I'm quite annoyed at is he's got a lot of potential on uh, Football Manager, so it's quite frustrating. Uh, I think the thing with Van Aken, it was the case of a lot of managerial change when he actually came to the club. He went out, he had that really good loan spell, and he did have niggly injuries when he got back to us. So he never really got back in. It's in, in that sense, when he signed the perfect Wednesday player for us. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, I don't think there's so much we can say on this one. It's just potential wasted again, but he was. At the end of the day, good luck to him in his wherever he is. And 
That's he all. wasn't. It, yeah, we didn't need to sign him again. He's not being. He's clearly not been part of our our long term plans. He's not really played even when he's been back. So I think it's probably a good thing he moves on. And all the best to him. It's one of those that, let's be honest, the Sheffield Wednesday era recently hasn't been great, and uh, that is a sign of things not working out. I think you know? it's always a bit difficult for international players, especially when they start having families with partners. Then they mm. start thinking, right? I need to start thinking about trying to get back home. Yeah, well, it depends where they've moved the family as well, doesn't it, I guess? It depends if the family are with them. But yeah, Uh, a bit of good news. I'm going to try and coast in the good news around the the departures. So as we were talking about uh, last episode, we did believe, we were led to believe that Sam Hutchinson had triggered his clause in his contract, and we were led down the right path because he has, and he can stick around. So if he is to go now, the extension has been triggered, he will. He is under contract at Sheffield Wednesday, and if he was to leave, we'd get a fee for. We, we'd have to sell him. I don't so, know what uh, we get for him. No, no, I don't either. But I think Sam Hutchinson in League One. I am quite excited about the prospect of Sam yeah. Hutchinson at centre back in yes. League One. What are your Not, thoughts? I I got this whole thing having Sam there as the wise old head of a defence is good because. People already on me on if we're going to keep Iorfa and stuff. You, that leaves us Iorfa, Dunkley, Hutchinson as centre-back at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. That's not bad. You kind of want to see one of the academy lads try and break into that, but that works for me. But he's, all- got, to, he's got to play centre-back. But it's also a case of, like, if you think about it, Hutchinson, Iorfa, yes, that's a fresh back line, and it's a great idea of a back line, but Dunkley and Hutchinson will practically be a fresh back line anyway because mm. we've not seen much of Dunkley. No. And I think that would be a great way to build on it. I think of the partnerships, you think of the Rob Jones type characters, things like that. Hutchinson's very much going to take... He's the kind of player that, yes, he can snap through a man's leg and get him a, get a red card, but he can also be absolutely brilliant on his day. And I think it, for League One, well, he's going to be brilliant. You're not going to have the thing that we've had with Tom Lee where he needed someone at the Both Dunkley and, well, what we've seen is Dunkley and Hutt can play without someone standing beside them, holding their hands as such. Yeah, I think I think it's going to... Uh, I, think, I, I think it's worth pointing out, though, he's actually been a lot more disciplined since he's mm. come back. I've noticed that, yes, he, uh, he obviously gave away a penalty, but his cards have not been as aggressive. Um, he's still shown he can get a goal in that derby game. Yeah. He's... St- for me, it's the passion of it. Like when he's got, he's, he seems like all the lads gravitate gravitate around him, and yeah. I think that might, I genuinely think that might be why he's been um, isolated out of the squad under Joss and and that. Um, let's say with Westwood, maybe. Well, West was probably a bit of a, a wild card because keepers can be that sometimes. I think West was great, and I hope Westwood stays. Obviously, we don't know too much on that one. By the time of this, he might have already gone with the retain list. We'll see what happens. But Hutch. The players just seem to really get on with him, and he seems mm. to be, you know, around that that core of player player personalities that I think are decent to have at the club. Uh, we talking lost of, a lot of them. Well, we did, and this is one we lost. Happen. This is one we lost. Jack Hunt, who is now a free agent, and a lot of people are saying we should re-sign a thirty-year-old Jack Hunt. What do you think? Um, as I put in this, personally. I don't want to keep going down the old guard route. Yes, he'd still do a job at 30, especially in League One. But then we know what we get from him. But 
you go in, it's like when Chelsea used to do it back in the day, where it'd just be the old guard that would follow certain sets of players and managers. Like um, Sam Allardyce used to do it all the time with Kevin Nolan. Kevin Nolan goes somewhere, Sam, Aller, Sam Allardyce went somewhere, he followed. You know what I mean? I don't want that old guard mentality that I want to be thinking outside of players we've already had. I get that. I do get that. And I, I, I also would probably lean towards that myself. But for, there's something, there is something about this Jack Hunt move being a free agent. I understand not going backwards, but I do remember our form at fullback did seem to fall off a cliff when he went mm, a yeah. little bit. You know, he was, he was one we could sell and we sold him because he clearly wasn't part of the plans. But he could, we were talking on the community special last week about who was the last player we had who could cross a ball and I forgot all about Jack Hunt. Jack Hunt he could yeah. step over the ball and cross it. He, he was one of those players that could come from he fullback. He probably and, would come back as well. That's yeah. I, no, he didn't want to go. No, he didn't. He, he was quite, it was quite stated at the time that Jack Hunt didn't want to leave. And personally, we could do a lot worse than Jack Hunt, but I think we should look at this from a perspective. Currently, and the way we see it, um, yet again, might change, retain list. I hate this. I hate <laughs> waiting for things. Um, Irigidi could be here. Yes. We've got Palmer that, will is, be here. that will be here, who has been brilliant this season. Adabajo's oh, yeah. probably gone. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, but if we look at our fullback options, you, n- the, the you never lad. know. The talk seemed to have died down on social media about the Irrigidi interest. Mm. Usually, we were seeing on a weekly basis that the interest was there. We, we don't know for full extent of no. it, but we said all along we'd want Irrigidi to say, do you think you could see a situation where he stays? If the situation is, look, we want to sign you, but we're not going to play you. We're going to either send you out alone or shove you back into under 23 because he's only 20, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's young. Yeah. So he's only 20. You can, I can see a club going, right, we're going to sign you, but you're back in the under-20s until we think you're ready. Or if going we, on loan to like League One or go, yeah. what's the point, you know? Yeah, if we, if we turn around and say, look, we'll give you 13 football if you sign a new deal. That might be something where we have the advantage because Moore's already stated he wants him to stay. He has said he's that. Already very said, public, yeah. I want him to be in my squad. And if you're Chancery and you're wanting to, I don't want to say impress, but back him, what your manager wants. If he's saying you want him, try and make a deal that works. And your Giddy will not be daft. He'll know that he'll have to have not a big amount, but he can't be on more. He's, he's only on like a youth team player contract as it is. Yeah, he's not on very much money of reported. So um... we might be able to get him on a good deal in his day. Wednesday, if you haven't already by the time of this podcast, pull your finger out, <laughs> offer him a big boy contract, offer him the full first team football, give him some assurances, maybe put a release clause in there. Because if that happened, that for me, already before we do anything, is our biggest tramp for the top of the season. Exactly. That's why I, I sort of do the Jack Hunt link here, because I'm like, if we can't, maybe we will have to go with players that are coming towards, shall we say, the, the, uh, the twilight of their careers to help us do a job and get us back up on decent weight. But if we want to build for the future, somebody like Irigidi would be a great one. He's still the one that I'm going to be like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, ditto. You know? Why? Yeah. Because he's got 
you can, you can still see some naivety in his game, and which is that it's one of the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope. And I'm that's I do not mean that as a slight against him. I mean no, it comes no, no, with first team football, yeah. not academy football. You know, he needs first team football and gets the read, and he needs to get people kicking him properly yeah. in these leagues. You know, and he's gonna get. Le- I reckon he'll get one, that he on Wednesday. Get, but the thing is, you're getting League One with his pace when he gets going, and during that summer break. We saw a very weedy Ogidi, not much. He built himself up in that summer to like, he got shoulders and everything. He's got like, shoulders and everything. You, you, know, you know what I mean though. You know yeah. what I mean when you want a centre-back left back, you want him to be built upper body strength. I'd hope he'd got shoulders. Can you imagine <laughs> if he came back without shoulders? <laughs> I can wait on, God. I mean, I know you've got shoulder issues, mate, but like just people usually have uh, have shoulders. Usually, not everybody, but most. Um, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. He he came back built, and what one thing that can't be understated about Arigidi is he can play centre back. He's also very humble. Yeah, but he Wait. can play centre. And also, please come on the podcast. <laughs> It'd be a laugh. It'd be, we're never going to get an active player no. on here. Let's be honest. Uh, but it would be a laugh to to do something collaboratively. Um, but he. Uh, he can play centre back, and yeah. the the versatility there. I think he should be a right back, and I think he should be a wing back going forward. I think mm. he's brilliant at that. But League One, if we have, say, we've got Hutch on, and we have an injury, and we've only got a couple of spaces, de- it's squad. It makes zero sense not to put a really good deal in front of him because it's squad depth as well, and it's a position that Ati. we can. It's two positions. Ati Chancery. <laughs> oh God, not this again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> CEO, please, um, please. Oh God! Yeah. yeah, let's let's just hope they put a contract in for it. It's not insulting, and he signs it, and we're here next season. Yeah, so by the time you're hearing this podcast, um, we'll possibly know the situation of this one. Um, but if he is signed, amazing. This is what we thought on the run up to him signing, and if not, this is what could have been. Yes, Urugidi. Let's see what happens. Um. This one is most likely somebody going. Uh, Huddersfield, the home of Sheffield Wednesday all-timers at the minute, apparently, because... <laughs> and they Tom have Lee... as well. Yeah, Tom, Le... Tom Lees and John Rose, but Tom Lees is the latest one to be linked with a move to Huddersfield. It makes sense. He'd go from... Mm. He, likes, he likes staying in Yorkshire, goes from Leeds yep. to Wednesday to Huddersfield. Interesting to see how he comes off the, the edge of this... Um... Injury. I'd heard about this from a couple of sources and then I saw all the local journals reporting it, but I think I tracked down the original source. I think it came from Nixon. So Alan Nixon was the original source of this. We kind of just got it from hearsay, but I do want to say that I think the original source came from Alan Alan Nixon with the link. Makes sense. Um, Doesn't have to root his family. Can stay where he is. They like signing older players. It's it's an improvement on Keo for them, I guess. Yeah. Because they they like signing aging centre-backs. I've been... I spoke to somebody, this is obviously just a, a room, I was talking to a, a Huddersfield fan in the DMs about this um, on Twitter, I think, and it was a case of, we think he's, uh, there's somebody on our forum that's usually in the know that says this is a load of rubbish with the interest, but I've said the heavy interest that we're getting could mean mm. they're usually pretty spot on with these things, so it's kind of a conflict of who's in the know. Yeah, But I would say that, we we the people we've seen reporting this Nixon's got it wrong before as well. We'll see what happens, yeah. but it I, it just makes sense. Why would this not happen? To would you think it's a big loss? Not really. I think it came 
I think it's time for him as a player to move on and as a club to move on. We're, we're getting to that point where we're keeping the sentimental players and I don't like that. It, when you start doing that, you might as well get out the trophy cabinet and just put them on display. I've got to say, Tom Lees like, was part of a squad He's a good that player, like, Tom, yeah, Tom Lees was part of a squad that I absolutely loved. Yeah. A part of a Wednesday squad that I absolutely loved. He was, was one of the good players in it. Um, I think he's been a great servant to the club in his time and I don't want to dis- diminish what he had in the build-up to it. It has been a case of, it's going to be interesting if he stays in the championship because he can have a brilliant game, but there mm. was so many times. And I think it's probably a crowd thing, not having the crowd yeah. behind you, not having the assurance of, you know, a regular back four as well well, or back five. But also, I do think he's got a mistake in him and it showed more and more this season. But it also goes back to that thing that I think that there's a lot of mentally broken players in this Wednesday team. Yeah. Who proper, properly need to move on for their own mental health to go, right, it wasn't a good season and he's that fresh. He's one of them. I think we need a sports psychologist for sure. Um, I think with, with Tom Lees, it's just a case of, I think he has reached the end of his Wednesday career. Mm-hmm. And I think, I do, I do feel if we keep too many of these players on, Wednesday will end up going down a road of oh be careful be yeah. you've got to be really careful because the fan base is wanting a lot of, the fan base basically says just get rid of them all and start again not always that easy let's look at the core of no. this squad shred it down to a point where the I'd say at least half of the new squad that come in are new right yes. Because then you don't get the the poison in the dressing room as much as, oh, this is typical Sheffield Wednesday. This is the new Sheffield Wednesday. This is the rebuilt Sheffield Wednesday. And I don't, I think Tom Lees would probably be, he's probably one of the ones on there about 30. I think we could mm. probably let, we, we could afford to let him go in fairness. Because we've got Dunkley, potentially Irrigidi, we'll see what happens. Um, with there's, there's obviously Palmer who can also slot into centre-back yeah. if he really needs to. Hutchinson, I offer, I don't think Tom Lees is a necessity no. for me. Anything else to say on that one? I I think you're looking at what more want to do and how many managers have kept over players from so many seasons. We have become that team that stockpile players and I like it to stop. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Now, unfortunately, um, it really doesn't and uh, he needs needs to be able to do what he wants with the squad. I will say there there is some persistent commenters that just there's two people, uh, mainly one, that just keeps talking about how, how bad Darren Moore is without any real evidence. Mm. And I'm like, the one thing you will be able to judge him on is after he's had a transfer window to actually bring players in and not <laughs> lie in a bed with pneumonia and COVID. I mean, give him a chance to breathe, for Christ's sake. Um, and yeah, I think I think Tom Lee's... Um, I think he'll be Calm off. down. I'm calm. It just annoys me. Could Barry Bannon be leaving as well? I've not put this in the document, but he was linked. To, it was probably one of those fake ones. But he, <laughs> he, he's he been linked with other places. But the, the recent link was Luton Town, who apparently don't want him, which is mental. I'm sorry, okay. walking to most squads in the championship. Barry Bannon's an interesting one because he is a sellable asset. And if we have got a money shortage kind of thing, as much as I love Barry Bannon and I like him to be in the squad, if you're thinking about balancing your book that like we haven't done for ages, he's a player you sell to balance your books. Kind yeah. of thing. No, yeah, he is. Um, 
what about Hunt then? Because Hunt's the other one, and the Star have just uh, recently reported that it's thought that quote it's thought that Charlton Athletic and Ipswich Town, amongst others, have got Alex Hunt on the radar. And as things stand, uh, as things stand, um, so Alex Hunt, we've talked about him in the past. There is an option to trigger his contract on further. I think we should, but it's not been triggered at the the time of recording yet again. Retain list, we might have triggered him and retained it it's it's very you're gonna have to bear with us on that one today guys we know we don't usually do it but i'm allowed i'm allowed a birthday okay (laughs) Um, so it's um gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one to see whether we keep him for me he hasn't bulked up for the championship league one's very physical but i still think we should trigger it and if he's gonna go get some money for him because he's got potential there he could be one of the because remember i uh, it just we released jamie vardy for being too short we can't release alex hunt for not having enough meat on him when he can just go and bulk like origini did what do you think i think hunt's an interesting one because we've seen him in bits of games that he's got the talent he's got the skill it's i don't get why alex hunt wasn't a player we turned around said right you're going on loan to macclesfield for a season we have this uh, uncanny ability to have lots of youth team players, but not let a single one of them go out on loan because our under-23s is light or whatever. It's I'd be really gutted if we actually let him go without giving him a chance in a League One because you know if he went to Charlton and it switched, he'd, they'd be, we'd just be like, oh, great, he's playing against us and he's playing well. Yeah, it shouldn't. It, that's the thing. It's the League One club interest for me. Why the hell would we let him go and come back? And because the players that go, they're always guaranteed a goal against you in the first yep. season back as well. And I, I don't feel it. I don't fancy it at all. I don't know about you. Um, I think, I think he definitely needs to improve his physicality because he's very good with the ball. He just needs to be able to to break up the play a little bit more and actually be able to get on the ball and hold it off because. He's very he's, he's he's a very technical player, I'd say, and he's got the potential to be a very technical player. But you the need annoying to, thing with our you need a bit more physicality is Moore hasn't seen a lot of them. Mm. This is the problem we do have. Moore's only seen a small amount of what they can do. He's obviously so he's seen him in training, but he's going under twenty three's game. But he's going on notes what other people have said. But he also goes to under twenty three games mm. more, so he will have seen them play in. He doesn't go to them all, but I do know that he does. He does. He does try and the get involved. The problem is, Delavatshwayu will be showing him up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point as well. That is that is a good one. Speaking about Darren Moore, um, so he's he's yet to. to uh, this was a little while ago. It's probably happened. <laughs> well, I hope it's happened, but you never know with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, Dom Housen with the uh, with the Yorkshire Live was talking about that they haven't. <laughs> crunch talks about transfers they haven't had the transfer meeting um and there's not been an update on that as of yet so what's happening today they might have had it today that could be a thing and as in today as in a few days ago but why are we leaving things so late remember why are we leaving what, our, remember, why is our retain less not up out now for christ's sake it should be out now when we're recording this remember what we said last episode about people trying to get in touch with Chancery and it being ages and having to run through Paxo. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We have to think of it like that. These should have Maybe the WhatsApp group's glitching. <laughs> it's a it's an outage in Thailand. <sighs> no. These should have happened already. This here. should have already done. But I understand it due to giving people time to understand what's going on. Darren Moore probably waiting to do this and 
Darren Moore, for all we know, Darren Moore being polite and waiting for Chancellor to come to him. We don't know. Well, it needs sorting, and yes. uh, hopefully they can they can sort it properly. Let's move on to some positive news, shall we? The 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 player we are linked with currently. So, um, Yorkshire Live have said, and quote, one player who has been heavily linked with a summer move to Hillsborough is Chuck Zaneke. The 27-year-old forward has impressed for Charlton Athletic this season, hitting 16 goals in 41 outings, despite recording back-to-back home wins over fly-hiding Lincoln City and Champions Hall City, the Addicts missed out on a League One playoff spot. Aneki is the top scorer at the Valley, but his long-term future is shrouded in mystery. His present Charlton contract runs out next month. Ooh, out-of-contract players. I'd be, I'd be happy to get him. Good age. The, oh, the good age, very physically strong. The only downside that I've seen and heard from a fellow Charlton fan, who I've beat to, Hello, Charlton fan, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I know what you meant. Uh, says his fitness is the issue. He doesn't seem to laugh full minutes. So we're signing him then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and we should, actually. I He's think a good this player. Is a, this is a good age. Uh, League One, we want somebody like this. I think I think this would be a shrewd little bit of business on a free, actually. 27's a good age. He's, Someone said it's a, like the Chris O'Grady th- kind of signing. He's not as fast as you is as because uh, I remember on FIFA I think he had the potential to get his pace all the way up. Mm. So if you're thinking, oh, I played him on FIFA on a League One rebuild, he's not that fast. Um, but he is he's not he's not slow. He doesn't run through treacle, you know. Um, if we're gonna go off FIFA stats, his pace is sixty. So he might be a little bit offended by that, but he can move and he has got his physicality there. I think he would be a good. I think he'd be a good fit. For be, us, because be if we us. if we keep Windass, we've already got a lot of pace with Windass. So if we keep if we keep him on that that one, Aneki can be that something a little bit different, not completely slow, not obviously as fast as Windass, because we both know that yeah, Windass only... is rapid. But uh, we can he can you know compete I'm never gonna for the goals. Down, am I? No, <laughs> no. Uh, the only issue there is Blackburn. Yes, so he is linked with uh, Blackburn as well. But, but would he start all the time? For, they've got Armstrong. Ah, Armstrong could go. That's a good yeah, point. Armstrong's why? linked with the Prem. But if you're going to get money for Armstrong, surely you'll be able to spend it. You could get someone a little bit younger and develop them and then sell them on again. Yeah, that you could do that. Yeah, it'd they be could, interesting They could go for the Peterborough sack player. Yeah, Which I mean, one? Oh, Jug the one we're about. Who? Jug Cop. Luke. Jeff Cop. He's also at Plymouth. No, but I'm saying they could go for him. You said younger option. You called him you called him a Peterborough player. Did I say Peterborough? I meant Plymouth. Yeah. I did okay. I did think you were going down those lines. I don't think they will. I think I don't I don't know what Blackburn are gonna do. They always seem to sign decent strikers in fairness and and build them. Um but Aneke is a player that I actually looked at as link with and went, Do you know what? That's the right sort of signing for the yeah. situation we're in. I think he could be a good player. Would you like Already, to see him? Yes. Already knows League One, which is we're not having to worry about that. That's the only issue we've had in the past where we've got players. It's like they don't know the championship. But mm-hmm. we've got Luke. This time, under more, you have a funny feeling he knows what he's going to be going for. I'd definitely get him, especially if it's a three as well. Yeah. Interesting. It, 27, right? Yeah. 
I'm just looking at his FIFA stats because I know people like me to occasionally mention the FIFA stats. He's 67 overall. It says he's 20 here. He's not 20. <laughs> Foothead need to sort it out. They've got him born in 2000. I think they've just, I think they've been so lazy. They've reset every uh, League One player to the first of the first 2000. So everybody's 20. <laughs> In certain teams, um, but yeah, he's a sixty-seven silver. If you uh, if you're you're interested, which to be honest is not is a pretty average for the Sheffield Wednesday squad. So <laughs> if you're looking at it that way, let us know what you think in the comments about Aneke. I think it's the right sort of player to look at. We'll see what happens. Sixteen goals in forty-one games, not obviously the best if you turn him into. But if he was any better, if he'd have hit that up to twenty, he wouldn't be signing. It's better for Wednesday, than so. what we got last season by six. That's true. That's true. Obviously, championships a little bit different. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay. So let's. Uh, I'll let you talk about this one. So there's a podcast. I saw this actually. I did see this on Twitter. The 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 podcast that had the Peterborough owner on that was talking Hard about talking. Wednesday a little bit. Yep. So go on. What was said? So Darren. I bet I hate saying his surname, but the Peterborough chairman basically got asked, "Does he think Sheffield Wednesday will come straight back up?" And he basically said, if they give Darren Moore the opportunity to build and do things right, and the chairman steps away and lets him do what he wants to do, then it's possible. He also said, having only 12 player contractors is actually a blessing because you're not having to worry about shipping players out, having to find them new clubs. You've already got that platform to build on with having a small squad already. Everything he said made sense. And like he said, when do you need to learn from it? What's happened? And then put this in the path and move on. People don't realise how hard it is to actually sell players. That's a common mm. misconception when Wednesday, get, Wednesday fans have in the past gone, get rid of them all. It, it, you've got to have play people that want to buy them first. You know? it, it's Not like you want, to buy, you want to move out your house, say, but if someone doesn't want to buy your house, you're not going to have that situation. And we've had this problem with certain players. There's just nobody that wants to buy us. Like you could say that with the club as well when we talked about Chancery selling. At the yeah. moment, Chancery valued us apparently at 160 million. No one finally leave one club for 160 million. Let's, uh, let's not but go down that road. To be, but yeah. to be fair, I like what he said. It's in, it's interesting that uh, it, it was brought up on that one. Obviously, competition next season thinks we'll go straight back up. I'd love this to go straight back up. It'll be mm, a hell of Honestly, the best thing you can do after relegation is go straight back up. We've, yes. I don't think we've ever done it. We've never done it. We've always had that crap year, and I'm getting ready for a crap year, you know? Um, mm. But if next year ends up being like a promotion year, I'm I'm up for it. I'm I think we all are, but it'll it'll yeah. be decent. We'll see what happens. Uh, also, quick quick mention: Wednesday still haven't got the accounts in. They, <laughs> they they need to do that so we can have our. Let's just get our next points deduction and, and get moving, shall we? We'll uh, see what happens on that one. Yeah. So you can talk about this one because you've put this in. Uh, oh, well, we'll, I can't say his name. Uh, Akin, uh, I'll I'll say the name. I'll say the name. Uh, so we're linked with Akin we're linked- Dami Mayo. No. no, linked right. with a 21 year old <laughs> defender apparently from Swindon Town, Akin Odomeo. 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 Uh, and you've taken this from Football League World, haven't you? Yeah. So. so he's at Swindon Town at minute. Uh, Derby, Stoke, us, and Preston in for him. He's 21 years old. He's had a good first season. He current deal is set to fight at the end of the season. Now, 
could be a three because Swindon Town are not great financially at the minute. They can't actually put decent contracts in front of players. They would be good. Personally. I just looked at his FIFA card. I know it doesn't matter, and I know there's going to be old people are going. What yeah. does it matter? But it's uh, uh, also there's there's some oldies that say we know nothing about football. Could you imagine, Jake? After we mm. talk about it and watch it every yeah. week. Um, but twenty one year old, maybe to he's have... fifty six rated. <laughs> twenty one. He's fifty six rated and he's a bronze. <laughs> and if you know FIFA, Jesus Christ, that is like lower than Jordan Thornley was when he was but, youth. But would he be someone you're looking to put in the first team? Would this be someone to? I don't know. Get you ready. tell me. You did the research on this one. I I see this as someone who will be. If you lost, say like an I offer. So say we say we know I offer going. He's coming in to take that place. Granted, you don't want him to get his expectations up being 21, but he kind of wants those players who could be sellable down the line as well. We'd have to we'd have to work on him. It's I think it's if it's anything, it's an academy signing. You can't be signing uh, players that that they've got those sort of stats for the first team straight away when you need proven experience in League One. In my it's opinion. Sheffield Wednesday. It's anything that could happen. It, anything could happen, yeah, but we'll 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 see what exactly happens on that one. I'm not holding my breath, but it probably will. Start. It's interesting that Derby, Stoke, Wednesday, and Preston are interested. Well, Derby can't really say anything at the minute, but hey, we'll say less than that. Yeah, I know, but Stoke <laughs> tends to take all our players anyway, so they might as well mm. take the ones we're looking at as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not bitter then? No, no, actually, I'm not actually bitter. It's it's just the way it goes, isn't it? So, yep. Um, let's get on to the awards. Welcome. To the Talking Wednesday season awards for the 2021 season. Now, you might think that why are you doing an award show in in a relegation season? Because why not? You know, we can. Uh, we can. And uh, I think it's a, it should be a tradition that we do. God, this podcast might be here at the end of next season. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it, I can only continue with your support, your reviews, your memberships, things like that. So please do support it. Uh, but the awards, we have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight awards that we have gone through. And we have uh, contacted some of our community. So what we're basically going to do is when we've not shown each other what we've done for each award, we're going to pitch our awards. We're going to discuss yep. it. But then I'm also going to bring in what some of our audience have said about the awards and we are then going to take that into a factored decision discuss it a little bit more and then basically decide on what who is the talking wednesday award for said category yep um there is there is a negative one in there they're not all positive i've kept a negative one there's a couple of negative ones in there i try not to we try not to to slate and be negative on this podcast we're not those kind of people but i think you do have to take you have to you have to look for rooms for improvement and look at that. So we have definitely got that in the uh, in the awards as well, just so it's not like an a uh, it's kind of the booby prize, isn't it? So player of the season, we'll start strong, shall we? Start with our player of the season. Now I'd be very intrigued to see what you've put here because there's only one of like two players we could have both gone for here. I feel personally, right. and it's obviously got to be Jack Marriott. Um, <laughs> no. Um, who have you gone with? Hello, Pesley. 
Have you genuinely gone with Fela Fessi? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay, take everything I just said out of the water. I've gone with Barry Bannon for playing oh, this right. season. Uh, why have you gone with Fela Fessi? He'd been solid. When, when you looked at him, he'd been really solid at that person trying to break up play. And he'd done a good job of it, to be fair. And with all the criticism he's had, both it, he's looked very solid. And he's been a team player. He's not been one of these ones who's thrown his tools out the... That's the wrong thing. And thrown his toys out yeah, the pram. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you. Um, he just got on with it. And he's been very solid for me. I, I like the fact that he just put his head down, got on with it, and kept on trying to improve the way he can for me personally. I respect it. Good luck in the comments. Um, oh, no, I'm going to get slated. I'm I, I've gone for Barry Bannon because captain of a relegated side, would you be like, why the hell are you rewarding the captain? I'm rewarding the captain because he's been the player that's constantly left it all on the pitch for us. And you can't say that about a lot of players. Mm. He's still got the skill. He's he's shown it in a lot of things. He's been often the player that give, only only player on there that gives a crap and makes something happen. He also signed a two-year deal whilst it looked like we were getting relegated. Yeah. Whilst Liam Shaw was off to Celtic, Barry Bannon the same week signed a two-year contract, and that showed the loyalty for me there. Um, I've also got got to say... I've got to admit, the timing of him signing that contract and Simon Shaw coming out was a bit... Yeah. Well, I think we needed it, you know. I think it was a case of him going, no, I'm committed to this club as we should all be committed from fighting for this cause. It's Barry Bannon for me. Um, I don't think I've ever given Bannon player of the season when I've talked about it in the past, but which is weird I'm giving it in a relegation season because obviously he's been quality in other aspects, but he has actually helped bring out, uh, let other players flourish in the past. Whereas yeah. this time it's been very obvious that he's one of our only players that could do anything. And uh, I've got to say, every writing when I asked this in the uh, Talking Wednesday uh, mail list, was... I'll, I'm going to get slated in the comments. It, no, it was Barry Bannon. So would you... As we're gonna, we've obviously got to give a collective award here. If we're giving our individual awards, it would be obviously for Pelopessi. Would you... Because we can debate this, and if you, you stan, stan for Pelopessi so much, no, we I, can I, have I, a debate on it, but would you accept that potentially Barry Bannon gets the award from the yeah, Talking Wednesday uh, podcast? Yeah, definitely you... because he's he, you saw it on that last day how yep. much the club mean to him. He could have walked away at the end of this. I'm not playing League One. He hasn't. He's constantly that player who's every time you hear it on Twitter, the moment he makes one mistake, oh he's rubbish, but no one ever talks about his brilliance. And like That's the true. little bits of skill he does and little his vision is immense. So yeah, I agree with that. Wonderful. So Barry Bannon is Talking Wednesday's player of the season. The next um, award for Talking Wednesday is best moment of the season. So it's been a long season with not many great ones. Hang on a moment. Best moment of the season then. So obviously there's been a season of downs, mainly downs, not many ups, but there has been a few. We'll go to you first, Punk, because it's kind of the tradition you kind of answer first. What's your Cardiff best moment City of the season? Win. Cardiff City win. Yeah. Um, I see that. One time this season, I saw so many goals and I felt a bit like, we could do it, we could do it. And then the following week, yeah. 
Brian Bruce agrees with you in the uh, community. Um, Hubert, who obviously was on last week, said Callum Patterson scoring the volley, which was in that game. Mm. Um, Dave said appointing Darren Moore, which is a big oh, one. Five nil um, Cardiff win was that as well with Tom. And Bob also said uh, Cardiff have, or Sacking Monk. I do have Monk. one for this, best moment in the season, and it's more on uh, your channel. You having to buy the big P shirt. I have put Big P's volley, and that was partly because I had to buy the Big P shirt. I think, for me, I narrowed down, because it's easy to say the Cardiff win, isn't it, yeah. as we've seen there? So for me, I narrowed it down to Big P's volley, because th- that, cause there was ev- it was everything about that. It was the, the Palmer cross as well. The yeah. cross was exquisite. The volley was a brilliant. So for me... And it's interesting that somebody else has narrowed it down to that as well in the, uh, in the I think it was Hubert, it was. Big P's volley. So for me, it was that. Would you want to categorise it as the Cardiff game in general or do you want to break it down? Just put it as the Cardiff game in general because most of it, it has all of it pretty much around that one game. Yeah, that, that's fine by me. So the Talking Wednesday Award for best moment of the season should be Big P's volley, but it is <laughs> Cardiff 5-0. Okay, so signing of the season. This is difficult, obviously, in a relegation season. Who's your signing of the season, Punk? Windass. Yeah, I've got Windass as well. He, um, go on, carry on. Got, he, got, he got the goals. He had that moment where he had a spat with Pelopessi. Then Darren Moore pulled him to one side. And since then, he's been really good. I am actually going to be a little bit gutted if we lose him in the summer. But I understand if we did get rid of him, we have to sign him for the money. Uh, the, selling for the money. Sorry. The majority of people have wrote in the said Windass as well. However, there was a shout for Andre Green in here. One person wrote in, and What's I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. In fairness, it's uh, a good shout. I think it's a sorry, good shout. Tom. I think, I think it's a good it's shout a good for good the future. Future, yeah. But it, I don't think you can say it's a sign in the season when he's not done that much. Because obviously he came in and he was injured. He could have done because he, he 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 did. To be fair, when Tom wrote in with this one, he said it's definitely has potential if we utilize him well. Mm. But. <laughs> That remains to be seen. There was also one in there for Callum Patterson, but I think Callum Patterson's been too inconsistent for me. Mm. Um, also, who's Callum Patterson? Uh, Big we... Oh, right. Ne- oh, yeah, I, yeah. Awesome. Never, I've never heard of Callum Patterson. No. Um, so, I think Josh Windass... I, cha- I changed the name on FIFA to Big P. Can you change names on FIFA? Yes. I thought you could only do that on Football Manager. No, there's a way of doing it in the edit mode. Fair enough. But yeah, so Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Sheffield Wednesdays, uh, Talking Wednesday signing of the season is Josh Windass. Not a lot of choice on there, but very much a player that can get a goal. And he did, uh, he did show he could be a little bit less selfish this season, which mm. I appreciated. So next uh, Talking Wednesday award is Picture of the Season. Now this is image of the season. There's obviously a lot of images are taken throughout yeah. the season. What image have you gone with? I've gone with the Westwood and Bannon end of the season. They're both of them flat out on the pitch, knowing that they can't do anything now. They've put it all out on the line. They've tried their best on the last day, and we took it to the last day. And it just showed me the pure emotion of two players that care about the club and want to, wanted to keep Wendy in the championship. Even when a lot of people are saying these players don't care about anything, they don't give it give anything. The fact you saw them having to be consoled by other Derby players and 
Derby member the staff because they were that gutted for doing it. It just showed me that there are players in the team that do care. And it you might tell us that they're just football, they don't care. For some of these, this has been a club that has helped rejuvenate their careers. Westwood and Bannon are two of them. So you've gone for quite a sombre way of doing it. Like, mm. um, if you obviously put that picture in the document eventually, you don't have to do it now after the podcast. I'll yeah, put I'll it in. It. So every, uh, if the, we aren't showing the pictures, it's because I can't find them when we talk about them. Um, but yeah, we, we're explaining them enough for you. Mine, <laughs> I've just put it in the, the document. It's, it's Hutchinson when he signed, re-signed for Wednesday with a look on his face of like, how the hell has this happened? <laughs> With his very, very, very red nose. Yeah, the man going, literally, what is, that, what is going on here? I thought it was funny. I thought it was a little bit of levity in the situation. Um, and it was it was my picture of the season. It's the one I took. I tried to take a little bit of a, a levity standpoint on this one, and we went with that. He looked like he just got off the plane. He pretty much probably had. He came in, and he was like, oh, I've had a lovely holiday in Cyprus. Let's get back to business, shall we? <laughs> um, there was one of uh, Ryan sent in. Dunkley in the snow, mm. fist pumping, which is which is a nice photo on itself. Uh, <laughs> he would be sent in uh, Patterson destroying that chair. Oh, hi, yeah. Um, he, he destroyed a lot of chairs. Which game? Interesting. Uh, Dave said Westwood in tears at the end of the Derby game sums up the season, like you said there. So currently you're winning <laughs> in terms <laughs> of uh, that one. And did we have any more? Uh, Bob said the uh, Dex is opening to the uh, League One podcast, opening the door and the, the fat lady singing. Uh, made us laugh when we needed it. Um, thank you very much. But I do think, summing up the season, I guess we've got to go for the... De- oh, God. The Talking Wednesday Award goes to the desperation of Barry Bannon and uh, Kieran Westwood at the end of the season, summing up the season for the out, uh, for the players that have been here the longest at the club. and. Uh, yeah. Well, not the longest Palmer has, but yeah, some of the veterans of the club. Very sad on relegation. In- interesting thing, you didn't actually see much of Palmer team photograph. I reckon I he sold it off. I don't think. He I I I, I think I think he went straight off. Yeah, if I honestly, even though if fans were there, I'd probably want to like. I'd probably if I was playing for the club, I'd probably want to like share it with the fans and be yeah. like, "Look, we're sorry," you know. But for, being the fan I am. I know I'd be such a wreck if I just relegate. If I was part of the team that just relegated my boyhood, boyhood club, club, I'd yeah. sod straight off. And people could call me disrespectful, but I'd be like, "No, no, you don't. We don't. I know how I feel about this club. I don't need to show it." Okay, the next Talking Wednesday award will be for most improved player. This is where I put Joey Pelopesi, not player ah, of the season. I put Palmer. Oh God, that's a really good one. Because that's also true. <laughs> he's really. He's... <laughs> let's go to let's go to the community. What have they said? So Ryan said, um, Pelopesi. Hubert said, Liam Palmer. Oh, this is oh, helpful. No. <laughs> uh, Dave said Pelopesi. Tom said Pelopesi. A lot. Um, and uh, Bob said uh, Pelopesi as well. I also, just so I know, we've only got like five people in the community interacting with it. It's because I sent the comms out really late because uh, I wanted a quick turnaround. So obviously, mailing list, it's there if you want to be involved. But I do think you've lost on that one. Yeah, I have. And 
let's talk about it a little bit more because I think we both can respect for Palmer as well, making your case for him. Make your case for Palmer, even though he's not winning, unfortunately. <laughs> Palmer's, he's just shown that maturity, that like level up of a player that's going into the twilight career where he's crossing ball. He's learned how to cross a ball in better, a yeah. lot better. And he's already starting to make that role as like left back, right back. He can play either side kind of thing and make it his own. And he's just one of these players that at times when he's getting all the stick and you hear it each time, he'll do something. But he's starting to get that bit to his game with crossing. And I think it was it this season he scored? Yes. Was it like his first Wednesday goal? Yes. Yeah. So him getting that as well, showing that he can get on the end of something, it's it, the kind of situation where I like that he's still at the age he is and he's still wanting to improve. He's still wanting to get better. And well, he's, he's obviously, forward. obviously, you're making him sound like he's, he's, he's in the retirement. No, I he's, get what he's, he's 29. He's, uh, he's showing just what comes with an experienced yeah. player in a position. Because you've got to remember that Palmer's been shifted around so much in his career mm. as well. This is a few years experience at fullback and going forward. And, and and reading the game a lot better. And I think Palmer will be one of the best players we've got in League One. I'm, I Seriously, mm. I could I could vouch for him being the most improved player, in fairness, mate. But I had to say Joey Pelopesti because he came on from being a player that everybody wanted gone to one that splits the fan base. Yeah. Right? Because even last season, I was saying Pelopesti is just a passenger. He watches the game go by him. But him coming in this season, breaking up the play, Actually, going forward with the ball, he's always been good at you know taking Basically the ball, passing what I it. Said for player of the season, he's all yeah. He's always <laughs> been good at letting other players play, right? Yeah. But this time, he's added he's added impact on the game, and he's added going forward, and he's added he's added being much more of a a part of this team, right? And, and that's why for contract. me, he is out of contract. So we'll see what happens. But it's for the twenty twenty one season. Yeah. For me, he is the most improved player, and going off our community vote as well. Most improved player. The Talking Wednesday Award goes to Joey Pelopesi. Congratulations, Joey. Uh, it'll be interesting to see you go abroad now to another club for free. So thanks for that. <laughs> the next award is the Talking Wednesday One to Watch Award. Get a lovely uh, FIFA card for this one. So who have you gone for? I've gone for Declan Thomas. Thompson. Thompson, even. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm bad with spellings. That's not even spelling. That's a different no, it's, name. It's how I wrote it. Right. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? I, I don't... Right. That's, that's like next level punk. Just saying. But yeah, go yeah. on. Explain yourself. Explain he's, yourself. He's already shown that he's got that ability. He came on and he, he showed a little bit in that little cameo he had. But he's the kind of player who I think with everything that's happened, he's going to be able to grow and show more and I think under someone like a Darren Moore if he sees him he will promote within and he's the kind of player that I think might get more game time senior level than like under 23s just because in that midfield battle that you're going to have you're going to need to rotate it a little bit in the league one because of so many games and it could be a good situation where he can come in and slit into that and play a bit more I respect that I do see that um even though I can't talk and read anyone's names. I don't think he's featured enough for me, though, mate. 
I think he could be a one to watch, but I don't think on the on the kind of one to watch. That's my kind of thing. No, I get, I get you, and it's obviously one to watch. It's not proven. That's that's not the point of it. I put Urigidi because no, I didn't put not... him because I I didn't know if it what was going to happen. I didn't doesn't know doesn't matter do doesn't matter what happens, does it? But mm. like with Irigidi, I've put Irigidi because even if he's not one to watch for us, he's current. He was a Wednesday player for the 2021 season, and Irigidi is a player to watch in his career yep. in terms of one to watch. Yeah. It, I'm taking the fact that he is he one to watch for Wednesday. That's not the award. One to watch as a football player, Irigidi for me has got to be well up there as a player. You've got to keep an eye on because I think he'll have a decent career. And we all know we're probably going, all going to keep a little eye on Luke, Liam Shaw. Uh, we'll see what happens with Liam Shaw. He's obviously he's I I think his form's been awful. The speculation coming around uh, Irigidi, his form got better, mm. right? And he got his head down and didn't sign anything with other clubs. With Liam Shaw, the the, uh, the he moved to Celtic and play after that playing for us, his, his form was, wasn't good enough. And obviously, I, I wish him well in his career, but it it wasn't there for us. So for me, it's it's Irigidi. Community again. We've got Deli Basharu in there. Good Ooh, shout. Good Irigidi, shout. Uh, there is a vote for Irigidi in there. Deli Basharu Ahlo- again. Ahlo- Ooh. Yep. So it's two all with Deli Basharu. Um, there's Hutchinson, apparently. <laughs> Don't think that's how it works. Um, Unless he can then, regenerate himself younger. One to watch. I think Bob was uh, doing a bit of flatter- flattery here. Talking Wednesday or Irigidi. Oh, one to watch our podcast. How nice. How, how flattering. Uh, so Irigidi wins you on the votes, but I will open it up to Deli Basharu if you can make a valid counter argument why he's got as much potential as him and we'll we'll fight it out to the death. So Deli Basharu. But then again, you might be on Irigidi's side as well. So it's up I, to you. I am, but I'm also on Deli Basharu. I can't speak today. That's okay. Um, you never can. It's all right. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, so be, it, really most of them have been with us for like all. nineteen episodes now. Yeah, um, he he's already shown that he's doing it in the under twenty three. He really is, and he's showing that level of fame ready to push out into the first team. Now, if he doesn't get injured at Brentford, we may already he may already have this award. Yeah, that's he was true. already looking good up until that. We always knew when we signed him, he was going to be one for the future. He was always set to be that kind of person. He wasn't meant to technically break out this year, I don't think. But the fact that he did is fantastic. You know what I mean? I get so, it. I, it's, it's difficult for me because I said the same. I said, I so, I so want to see more of him because whenever he's come on, he's looked great. And he is. he does fall in that category where he could be one to watch because we have seen enough of him to see what he could be capable of. Irigidi or Deli Bashiru, this we've got to make this decision. Mm. Could we give it as a joint? No. Don't do that. That's a coward's way of doing it. It is. After one, two, three? Yep. One, two, three. Irigidi. There we yep. go. I, I feel bad for Deli Bashiru there. Because he um, he could have easily got that one, um, but it was a split. But Irigidi did get most votes in the fan base, and obviously, yeah. even if it's not for Wednesday, he would be a player to watch. 
Okay, now we're getting to the the less um, brilliant Talking Wednesday Awards. Worst moment of the season. And obviously a lot of people will just say relegation, but what do you say, Punk? Tony Pulis. <laughs> I've got this as well. <laughs> I love that we've both got that. Tony Pulis was the worst moment of the season. Uh, I put the, the Tony Pulis breakdown just in case. It was like Wednesday's meltdown, wasn't it? At the end of the day, I could put relegation, but the fact that we took it to the last day was a added advantage that we actually made it more exciting. Tony Pulis was the worst moment of the season. Completely. All of his tenure, it was awful. I think a lot of people liked the way he spoke because he was the typical British manager coming in and appeasing everybody. I, I said he speaks well, but we yeah. need to see some substance. At the time, I was well, saying he speaks really well. but I'm really happy that... I'm not happy for Jamie West Ham fans, horse. but I'm really happy that Sam Allardyce had finally got relegated so he can stop taking the relegation survival right, right, thing. Right, right, right. This is crap, right? Because Tony Poulos oh. has technically never got a team relegated. Still, yes, he has. Us. Right. Because this is what you say. They get sacked before they get relegated. Yep. Wilder, he didn't relegate Sheffield United. Yes, he did. But it's yep. not on his CV. Because they don't get... They get sacked before they get relegated. So then the interim manager, the caretaker manager, or the new manager comes in and becomes a relegation manager. I just think it's ridiculous. I.e. Darren Moore at West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> and Darren Moore also did well with West Brom. If you look at West Brom, his West Brom career, he was harshly treated. Yeah, he was. Uh, they were speaking about that on the TV the other day when they were talking about West Brom getting relegated again. They were like, Why? West, uh, Darren Moore was clearly achieving well and they didn't think it was good enough. Yeah. Um, so worst moment of the season. Ryan said losing both games to Rotherham. That's not yeah, not amazing. Uh, Hubert getting relegated, the big one. Uh, Dave with relegation as well. Uh, Tom says seeing Lee's fracture his ankle. Did he fracture? No, I thought it was ligament. I thought it was ligament as well. Uh, it wasn't a great watch though. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, worst moment of the season for Bob was not being bothered about the club as much this season. So the the, the lack mm. of the detachment there. For, I think it's got to be the two hosts one there, though. I think it's got to be the Tony Poulos era. So the I do worst... love that we both went for that. We didn't go for relegation. I know. The worst moment, the talking Wednesday worst moment of the season was everything Tony Poulos. Wonderful. Last award of our talking Wednesday award show for the twenty twenty one season is. Mm, this is this is, we're not trying to be harsh here and we're also excluding oh. further guests unless they've got a little bit of thick skin so we'll see what happens player that would be better moving on in the summer i put that in the nicest way possible player that will probably do with a fresh start next season at a different club who've you got i've got jordan rhodes right interesting go on he, have you gone not... for the benefit of his career rather than us no i've gone for the benefit of his own mental health it's just not worked here. He's tried. And yes, he was coming into that bit of form at the right time where a manager that finally knew how to play with him. That sounds wrong, but you know what I mean? Uh, play to his styles Jesus and... Christ, Jake. <laughs> Carry on. Play to his styles and play his attributes well. But I think it's just a player that just not managed to work here and 
for him, it's he should go somewhere where he can be utilized properly, where we haven't. And I don't see the point of giving him another wage if he can go to like Huddersfield and play where he know they know he's. Dying. They all want him back as well. Yeah, and he will be. You, he was universally loved here. Can't wait so, for him to go there and score 20. Yeah, it will. It'll be nailed on. Yeah. But Jordan Rowe for me is the one that got to go. Just his own mental health. I've got Harris. Oh, go on then. Uh, don't look up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, great player, luxury player. Where we're going, you can't have a luxury player. No. I you guess you could say Antonio was that, but Antonio had the end product. Harris could become like Antonio, that luxury player. Antonio looked up as well. Yeah. But uh, Harris's end product's not been good enough for me that I think, because he's, he's obviously the free contract up there. I remember seeing Harris in a preseason game. And I was like, oh, I think he's a good. great player. And but... I remember him going, he's very good. But my mate at Cyphers said, yeah, we don't look up. Mm. That's going to be the keels. It's like, and I messaged him, like, you were right. <laughs> he's not, he's, um, he's a luxury player. And when you're fighting for promotion, if we build around it, then I can see it. But I think for his career, he, um, it, it should be Harris for me. So going to the community, uh, Ryan says Windass. Oh. Now, I think that might, there's no reasoning for this. We didn't ask for reasons. We just asked for the list. So maybe it's a fee thing there. We'll see Please, what yeah. happens. Uh, Hubert agrees with you, Jordan Rhodes. Uh, Dave says Kachunga. Not a, I don't think we've seen enough from him. Too. I I don't. I think he could still there could still be a player in there. Um, Harris uh, is what Tom says, ha- right. and there's a reason here as well. He just hasn't performed this season. Uh, just enough. a side note. I hope Wildsmith would would with how badly he performed in net some days. I think we need to keep one of the keepers. I very mm. nearly put one of the keepers. I'm not going to say which one. Because that would, I'll I'll keep them guessing. But I nearly put one of the younger keepers because I think uh, they're not. They are they are in the mid twenties now. They need to yeah. uh, one one of them needs to go, and the other one needs to be the number two or push for the number one. They can't still be here as future prospects, in my opinion. Despite both being Wednesday lads, you know, and I wish them yeah. the best. But the, yeah, he said Harris mainly there. Uh, Bob said Penny. Oh, um, I think I think Harris have won it though. It's the attitude there, apparently. Harris has won it, if you agree, because obviously, yet again, we can we can we can debate any of these players. For me, I think it's Harris. Uh, actually, it's tied with Jordan Rhodes. But I go, pers- go for your reason for Jordan Rhodes. Well, I th- I actually think there is a benefit to Jordan Rhodes staying with us, dropping a league, he'll score bags of goals. So I think it's if he does take a wage cut, as Caboodlefish was saying last week. Mm. Um. There is, a, there is a chance there for him if he, if he takes a wage cut. So, And like me, I said, Darren Moore has hit his dial. Rhodes has done it. more than Harris this season for me. Mm. So for me, Harris, Harris is... You think Harris? So yeah, yeah, yeah. sadly, and we're not saying we want him out of the club, by the way, we do no. want to say this, we're not trying to turn this into a negative one, but maybe for his career, if he can't start looking up and kicking on at Wednesday and doesn't want to drop down the league, maybe it's not right for him. Maybe Kadeem Harris should be the player that looks to move on on the Talking Wednesday Award show. But we'll see what happens with all of that. The retain list probably already out and I've probably already done a dub bit. Possibly not with the way Sheffield Wednesday are going, but it should be because I think the latest is like the 22nd or something. Yeah. So I'm just saying now. I'm hoping it's out Wednesday. If it's the 22nd, I'm going to be well annoyed. 
because I'm going to be busy. So thanks for Let that. Let me just make I've sure it hasn't that. just been released. No, we will. We will double check that. Because, but I don't think, I don't think it, it has. No, I don't think it has. It no. hasn't at the time of record. We are recording early as in advance because I've got. We've both got busy weeks. Want to enjoy myself a little bit, um, and I do try to put. I do put maximum effort into this podcast, so I want to make sure that he puts um, a hell of a lot of editing in because he could edit out my stupids. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, I'm also maybe I'll do some awards edits. We'll see what happens. See what I get time to do tonight. But thank you very much, as always, Punk, for joining me. Um, I would. Anything final to end on? It's been a fun episode doing those awards or something a little bit different. Let's get ready for the Euros. And yes. Like, yes. Let's get ready for the Euros. I'm so, looking forward to it. Uh, talking England will be a thing. I don't know, how, I don't know what's going to happen with Talking Wednesday during it. I also don't know what's going to happen. Oh, actually, I've got to work in the middle of it. So uh, I've got to work, work in the height out. of summer during the Euros. But... Uh, We'll we'll see what happens with that one. It says I just I just meant in terms of like it's not socially acceptable for me to be on the Euros. This is the first tournament where I've been fully employed throughout the summer. <laughs> oh, that's gonna hit me a little bit differently because usually I'm drunk for three weeks, so that can't be a thing. <laughs> um, so we will we'll see what happens. But uh, as always, guys, take care, and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday.